From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm David Schultz. A few months ago, at the outset of the coronavirus pandemic, the IRS tried to give taxpayers some relief by taking the nearly unprecedented step of pushing tax day back by three months. As a result of this move, all filings and payments were due on July 15th instead of April 15th. Well, July 15th was this week, and the pandemic and its economic fallout show no signs of letting up anytime soon. That means that the IRS's three-month reprieve is not nearly long enough for many taxpayers. Bloomberg Tax's Allison Verspria looked into what practitioners are telling clients who, despite the delay, are still struggling to pay their taxes, and she also examined whether the IRS may take even more measures to provide these taxpayers with some relief. But first, Ali reminded us why the agency postponed tax day in the first place. So, you know, three months, I think at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, everyone was in this kind of same boat where we thought, you know, this would be an issue for a couple months and then go away. And I think, you know, that was equally the thinking in government that three months would be more than enough time to allow people to get their paperwork together or adjust to the new normal because one of the big issues too was their preparers were now working from home you know maybe with children running in the background or dogs you know barking during calls and trying to figure out how to get documents from their clients um, and still interact with them especially you know for people that might not have internet at home or um, you know access to some of those ways to share their information so you know, I think it was just um, they thought it would be more than enough time. Obviously, now we're at the point where July 15th, we're seeing spikes and surges across the country still really high on unemployment and, uh, you know, a lot of challenges for people, especially when it comes to the payment portion of this. Right. So uh, let's get into that, because you reported that a lot of businesses and individuals are struggling to pay even despite the three month, uh, you know, uh, deadline shift. Can you tell me about how do how do we how does one quantify that? Like, how do you how do you put a number on exactly how many people are, are really struggling right now to to pay their taxes? I think it it's probably hard to put an exact number on it. But I mean, you can look at the the high unemployment claims right now and probably get a decent idea Um, You know, I mentioned in my story there was an audit defense company tax audit that conducted a survey in May. Um, So that survey was just over a thousand people, but kind of a representative, you know, sample. Um, And basically they found of the people that they surveyed in May, more than a third said that they didn't have the resources right now to pay their 2019 taxes, which is a pretty high um, response rate of people in that boat. Um, And, you know, and as I mentioned in the story, there's, you know, for on the individual side, there are people that have just lost jobs, aren't having, you know, steady income coming in right now. Um, On the business side, they had three deadlines converging on one date. Um, So for businesses, if you were a sole proprietor or have an ownership stake in a pass through business like a partnership, um, you were not only having to pay your 2019 taxes and file those taxes, Um, But you were also having to pay your first two quarters of estimated tax payments for 2020. Uh, And, you know, the big issue there is, you know, even for businesses that might be getting paycheck protection loans from the from the government, um, they're using those loans to pay their leases and, you know, maybe covering some some staffing costs um, or these other issues just to keep the doors open. And so when it comes tax day and you have, you know, potentially thousands of dollars in taxes that you owe, 
um, that can be a real struggle. And I guess now that I'm thinking about it, this kind of spike in the number of people who, um, you know, who who struggle to pay their taxes, it, it probably happens at the onset of every recession. But it seems like this is unique in that it was happened so fast and it's so acute that there's so many people struggling all at once. Is, is that one of the issues here that just the, the speed that this is happening? I think that's a good point. I don't think anyone would have you know, maybe taking the actions to anticipate something like this, um, you know, and I, especially when you think about maybe what they were making last year and a lot of people kind of adjusting their baselines for that. And then you get to, you know, March, April, and all of a sudden we have a pandemic where they're closing down the country, um, which, you know, something like that hadn't happened in you know decades. So I think it's a very unprecedented time. And, um, you know, it's been really hard for people to plan for that. Well, I'm interested to hear what uh, advisors are telling people to do. You know, it sounds like there may not be that much that they can do. But one of the things that your story laid out in a really interesting way was the difference between not paying and not filing. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So I think this is a really complicated issue for people that might not be, um, you know, tax professionals themselves. Um, just intuitively, you would think that if I don't pay my taxes, that's going to be worse penalty um, than if I don't file, when actually it's the exact opposite. So when you have a late tax payment, um, the penalty is actually 0.5% of the tax you owe for each month or partial month um, that you don't pay up to 25%. So when you're talking about not filing the return, though, that actually increases by 10 times uh, to 5% instead of the 0.5% that strikes people as a bit odd. And I think intuitively, a lot of people, if they're freaking out and saying, oh, I don't have the money to pay, they're saying, oh, I just won't file right now. I'll deal with it later. Um, and so that's the been, that's really been the number one piece of advice that I think a lot of tax professionals are really harping on is that, you know, even if you can't pay your full tax bill right now, please file, get your return in, or at least um, file for an extension because you can get an extension until October just to file, not to pay. Um, and so that's really been the point that they're driving home for people. So t- now let's get into what the IRS can and will do. This is something that I really uh, am interested in to, to find out the distinction here. So is the IRS talking about, you know, maybe granting some leniency to some people who are having trouble paying their taxes? And what can they do without, you know, a new law passed by Congress? So it seems like uh, one of the big asks from the industry, so the American Institute of CPAs is really harping on the agency to um, waive some of these late filing or late payment penalties uh, because everyone is in such a tight position right now. And can the IRS just do that unilaterally? That's, that's, yeah, they said that that can be something that they just do on their own. Um, there are some other things that are a little, a little bit shakier. So... When you file for an extension to October, um, you're supposed to estimate and pay the tax you owe. And if you pay a certain percentage, you're, you should be okay. Um, there was some discussion about whether you could maybe make some of the safe harbors on you know, the, the, por- the proportion of tax that you pay, if you could make those a bit looser um, to allow people to pay less and not get hit with some of these, these penalties. Um, but that might require some sort of law change. Um, so the penalty waiver is, is really the big ask. And I know AICPA has said, you know, after after Wednesday, 
they're going all in and, and, you know, pushing the IRS again for this. And they say that really it'll be something that helps both agency and taxpayers because to waive penalties, you could try to file for a reasonable cause exception with the IRS, which basically says if you have a sound reason for not paying your tax when due, you know, you can get some of the penalties waived. Um, They think the IRS is going to be swamped with those types of requests. So providing some relief might relieve work on their end as well. And then finally, what I really want to get into is the sort of political situation here, which I think is really fascinating because, you know, the IRS has already delayed tax day by three months. uh, And they're also apparently talking about waiving some penalties. But at a certain point, they have to collect revenue for the government. And, um, you know, they need to do the, you know, fulfill the fundamental mission of the agency. At the same time, I have to imagine that the IRS doesn't want to be seen as going after small businesses that are struggling as it is or people who are, you know, were laid off. It just seems like, you know, salt in the wound there. I mean, what's the the IRS's option here? It seems like they're just in a no-win situation. Either they get really aggressive at collecting taxes or they, you know, get really lenient and forego a lot of revenue. I think that's a good point. And I'll circle back real quick to, so they haven't really talked about waiving penalties. It's mostly these outside interest groups that are pushing on them to do that. Um, What the IRS is really trying to emphasize is that you can enter into payment plans to make it easier for you to pay off your tax bill. Um, But I do think you raise a good point in that the IRS is kind of in a tough spot right now where, you know, had it extended the, the payment date longer, the filing date longer, you know, you're also allowing very wealthy individuals who have tax bills due to push off paying those tax bills. You know, it's not necessarily just the the low income um, individuals or mom and pop shops who have a tax bill um, that would be paying later. I do know one thing that is is pretty interesting is, you know, before this, they had a freeze on a temporary freeze on some of their collection activities. And that lifted, um, for most of the freeze, it lifted on July 15th. So Wednesday, the same day as tax day. And they haven't yet really backed down from um, away from that from that stance. So it does seem like they're going to start, you know, pursuing some collection action again. And again, we have, you know, groups like the AICPA who are asking them to hold off for a bit longer you know, and give people some some wiggle room. That just seems like, well, I don't, well, it just seems, if we start hearing a lot of stories in the news media about people who say, I lost my job because of COVID and now the IRS is coming after me or I, my business went under and now, you know, the IRS is like, or maybe I, I got COVID and I've been struggling to recover and now like, you know, I'm being hounded by the IRS. I just have to imagine like there's going to be political ramifications for that like people in congress are going to notice that and be not happy right well i yeah and i think that's probably something that's happening you know i personally don't know if the, these are, i assume that these are the discussions that are happening internally at the irs um so it'll be interesting it remains to be seen just how aggressively they'll start going after people uh now that kind of the initial freeze has lifted because as you mentioned i mean a lot of people are still in a really tight spot if not worse off than maybe they were when the IRS first began uh, freezing in its, its, some of its enforcement actions. So 
we'll have to see what the agency does. Um, I assume if some of these these kind of bad stories come out, uh, that they might rethink what they're doing a bit. Um, I will say, you know, one thing that is interesting, there were some collection notices that they were supposed to go out and they got kind of held up by some of these closures at the IRS. And so some of those have started to more recently go out with old uh, dates attached to them, you know, like you have to pay this amount of tax by this date. They've, you know, put kind of an insert in these, instead of changing the date, which I think would cost some money, is they've put an insert to say, you know, we've extended this date, it's actually this. But there's some concern on behalf of the Taxpayer Advocate Service, which, you know, helps kind of fight for the taxpayer and and sort of issues involving the IRS. Um, And they've said there, one, taxpayers might not see the insert. You know, and I've also talked to practitioners who say they've had clients receive receive these notices without the insert. Um, and it's a little bit unclear whether that was just a mistake or an oversight. So basically, so they're, so they're getting something in the mail from the IRS that says, uh, hey, you owe uh, this number, of, uh, this amount of, of back taxes, and that's due two weeks ago. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Late dates. And, and then nothing explaining uh, that they've actually have a bit more time to pay that off. So um, as you can imagine, it's a bit of of a mess right now for, you know, the agency is in a, in a tough spot because this is something that they've never dealt with before. And then you have taxpayers on the other end who are just in a really tough spot in terms of their financial situation and, um, you know, everything that's going on with COVID. That was Ali Verspreel, a reporter with Bloomberg Tax. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. And if you have any thoughts about what you just heard or really about anything else, get in touch with us on Twitter. We use the handle at tax for you to remember. Talking Tax was produced today by myself, David Schultz, and Siri Belusu. Kathy Larson is our editor. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. Office-based startup WeWork has officially postponed a plan to go public. WeWork is having trouble finding investor demand at one-third of the $47 billion price tag. The real concern is Adam Newman, the CEO. Everything is on him. His performance will determine this. What went wrong? We'll take you inside the company with interviews from people who helped build WeWork and exclusive tapes of internal meetings where Adam talks to his employees in ways he'd never speak in public. None of us want to look back and say, I could have done more. This could have been bigger. This could have been better. That's not acceptable. You do not get a chance like this again. None of us do. This is a new podcast from Bloomberg Technology called Foundering. Check us out. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.